Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can't do this without a little bit of this. Well, today on Gravel Notes, often the unsung heroes, the mechanics who put together the World Rally Championship cars that we all love to watch so much. And can a humble rally reporter join their ranks for a one-off event. Let's find out. Welcome to Gravel Notes with Tom Howard. My name is Martin Lee, and our rally man Tom is on the show today to tell you all about an amazing M-Sport experience. To become a mechanic for the South Belgian Rally and a chance to get Pierre-Louis Loubet match fit for seven WRC rounds. Tom, you join us on the podcast today. So how did this all come about with M-Sport? Um, yeah, just... Um they just invited us along, really. Basically, just asked us if we'd like to to have a go at it. Um, I've obviously been very keen to uh, you know watching it from the outside. Obviously, very keen to see what goes on, but figured it was an opportunity too good to turn down. How many people on the typical mechanic crew? So for that event, they actually had twelve people there, which is slightly more than they would have per car for a WRC event. This was mainly just uh, a sort of insurance policy to make sure that. Pierre was as uh, comfortable as possible for his first ever go in the car. We have to remember that was his first outing. Never had a test in it before. So they wanted to have as many sort of people on deck just to make sure everything was was okay for him. So, yeah, so a 
12 crew and that's not just mechanics that's engineers as well so you've got essentially a, a group of mechanics on each corner of the car and then there's a, a few engineers that analyze all the data and a, and a couple of engine guys that just focus on the engine solely so there's a there's a quite a bit of a team that goes on where to prepare one of these cars and when they said come along and join the team of mechanics and be a mechanic for an event did they have something in mind that you would do or generally float around and you know help where you can uh, I was just kind of floating around, basically given any job that needed to be done. Uh, so I got to experience all range of jobs. Uh, obviously, wasn't making the tea, but uh, was just doing uh, changing wheels, uh, checking differential preloads, cleaning the car, cleaning the windscreen, um, fitting the sump guards, fitting the bonnet and boot catches. So a range of jobs, really, quite a lot uh, to take in just to see how they operate. Yeah, I want to make clear as well, this was not come along and report on the mechanics. This was come along and be part of the team. So, quite responsibility. How much does an M Sport Hybrid Rally 1 car cost? So, these cars uh, are £750,000. And if you probably want to buy one, it's you're looking at the best end of a million pounds. So, these are expensive bit of kit. Uh, and I have to say, I was a little bit nervous working on, on such, a, such a car because I don't think I've ever... I have been in you know been in the sort of surroundings of a car that expensive so yeah they're not they're not cheap and the work these guys and girls do is incredible and uh, you know we watch formula one and three second tire changes but let's you know when you come to rally it, it's it might be not measured in seconds but it's measured in minutes right how long does uh for instance a gearbox change take so they can do that in in the best part of 10 minutes, which is mind-blowing, um, to be honest with you. Uh, they can do a whole damper change in four minutes, um, which is it. Yeah, which is crazy. Obviously, their pit, you know, their services or pit stops, if you wanted to use a, a circuit racing reference, they're not the blink and miss it that you have in Formula 1, but they are a lot more detailed in terms of what they have to do. Uh, and what they can do in such a short space of time. So it's quite a mind-blowing experience to see them all floating around, working at pace, and doing what they need to do. What was the first job they had you do? So, yeah, once we got there, was literally to set up the set up camp for the weekend. So get the inflatable tent up for the car, get all the, all, the, all the tools out of the truck, get the car out of the truck, and fit the bonnet and boot catches because the car had been newly wrapped, so they needed fitting. So get the pop riveter out so my first ever go at riveting and uh yeah it didn't go very well um they had to redo <laughs> one of them so uh i did get off to a good start uh so i was a little bit worried but uh i, got, I picked up uh, from there so it wasn't uh, it wasn't too bad but was quite a worry that first job and they had you under the car as well yeah so help fitting the, the front sump guard these are quite a hefty bit of kit and um, certainly, it's it can be more than a one-person job. So, yeah, I got to slide underneath the uh, underneath the car, which is definitely something new. Uh, it, these these cars are quite special when you get to actually see them from underneath. Um, there is such a lot of work that has gone involved in these things. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool view to see. Not not something you'd ever get to do at an event. Joining an M Sports crew how long are the days what time is your alarm clock going off in the morning yeah if you like sleep this isn't the job for you um so you're you're getting you're getting up very early uh this was obviously a quite a a small rally so you know it's even earlier for wrc events and, and the days are even longer so this was actually a relatively relaxed one for them, but we're still up at uh, six a.m. every morning, and we were in the service park for seven. So if you uh, 
if you want any sleep, this isn't the job for you. When a car comes in, it's like uh, you were saying to me, a well-rehearsed play or a, a, a drilled army kind of thing. Like You said that it, it's, it's choreographed. What was that like witnessing? And you were part of this as well. When that car comes into the service park and it's action stations, what's that like? Yeah, it's really strange because you have to remember that once the car's left the paddock or the service park, these mechanics don't have a great deal to do until that car comes back and they don't really know what they need to do until perhaps two or three minutes before the car comes back when they get messages from the engineers saying this is what needs changing this is what needs to happen so it's all very frantic when the car comes in everyone's moving there's a lot of going on a lot of people moving around everywhere and you you just sort of wonder how they don't trip over each other but somehow they just everyone seems to know what they're doing where they are who's doing what at what uh, any second of that service so it was quite mind-blowing to watch and also for me i was just trying to make sure i didn't get in the way because obviously i'm not as rehearsed as as these guys so i was just making sure that i didn't didn't get in the way of anyone or cause any dramas but yeah it's just as you say it's choreographed they practice this day in day out in the workshop so they've got it absolutely nailed but when you're actually in the moment it is genuinely amazing like it goes by the, the service goes by so fast um, but yet when you look around, everyone looks like they were sort of working in slow motion in, in a weird way because it, they just know what they're doing. And there's a lot of chatter, a lot of people, you know, there are people underneath the car, people on top of the car. It's, it's, it's all action stations. So it's actually quite, I found it quite mind blowing just how this is so well organized. And if you can imagine if there was a real massive drama, like it would be an incredible thing to watch. Safety is a huge priority. These Rally 1 cars have got a very high-voltage hybrid system. First up, you spoke to e-safety engineer Michael Lamonnier about how to keep you guys safe. So, Michael, uh, one of the first things that uh, I was, it was told to me before I came here to, to learn about all the mechanicing on the uh, Ford Rally 1 Puma was the, the hybrid technology, which is new for this year. Obviously, a lot of safety implications, as we can see with this green cone and green lights. Can you just explain why we have those and what's the uh, the reason behind it? Yeah, so because the hybrid output 700 volts, that is very dangerous if not properly understood or identified. So, the hybrid itself will send out messages to the rest of the car which tells us what state it is in so if it's got a green light that means that the car is electrically safe and there's nothing wrong with the hybrid it's just the same as any other internal combustion engine car the lights can change so if it does detect an electrical fault or perhaps a issue or like an overheating issue it will change to red at that point you need to get people away from the car and make sure that they not don't touch it they need to have specialized ppe and equipment because it is dangerous, you could potentially have an entirely live chassis. The lights also can turn off. Once the car is powered off, it will st- they'll remain on for about 15 minutes, but then eventually they will run out of power so the lights will turn off. That's where we have the cones. When it's in the service area, and there's also a board at the front for when the cars are waiting at the beginning of stages, you've got those so people know that when the car was turned off, it was in a green state, so it should still be safe. You can, you can generally assume that there isn't a reason for it to change if the car hasn't moved or been powered up. So that's just a way that we can communicate with everyone around. Is the car safe? And was it safe when it was last switched off? Okay, so what he was saying there is that, you know, in theory, it can't go wrong, but they do have fail safe. Did you have to do any kind of pre-training before you travelled? Yeah, there's actually, a, uh, before we could even sort of get the okay to go to Belgium, I had to do this briefing course about 
e-safety and, and a hybrid safety. So there was a lot of um, work that goes involved just to make sure you're aware of all the dangers and how to best look after yourself and your crew members. Uh, because let's be honest, these cars do put out 750 volts. Uh, and if you're not uh, on it or know exactly what sort of state the car is in, whether it's got its green cone to say you can touch it or the red lights to say don't touch it, um, you know, that is important to know because, you know, you, you could you could end up uh, having a very serious injury or even perhaps losing your life if you touch one of these cars and it's live. So, yeah, there's a lot of training that goes involved. For example, they have special rubber mats they put down to, to stand on if they need to touch the car when it's in a in a state like that. There's also a carbon fiber hook that they carry with them that you can hook someone out of the way of the car if they've accidentally touched it while it's live or something like that. So there's a lot of thought that goes into this, uh, but obviously it's important because safety is paramount. And uh, with this new technology, everyone needs to be across it before they work with it and make sure there's no trouble. I'd say to all of our listeners, go and check out the video as well, because it's great to talk to you about it on the podcast, but uh, it's great to actually have a look as well. The mechanics in the background were always larking around or throwing stuff at your head when you were trying to present a link to camera. You spoke to a couple of Charlies, Charlie Shuttleworth, a three-month technician at M Sport, and Charlie Reynolds, he's got the RX accent here as the gearbox technician. Uh, Have a listen to this. I basically, I started out as a mechanic when I was about 16. I always loved messing about with cars and thought the next logical step really so I got an apprenticeship and did that for seven years and had a great time learning how to get on spanners and that and do all kinds of stuff and started trying to take it to the next level and managed to get a job at M Sport so yeah it's all worked out pretty good. Has being a motorsport mechanic something you always dreamed about doing or was it just in general you just like working on cars? I've always wanted to come here to be fair like I, I did plan on applying for the job when I was about 18 but I thought I'd get some more experience first and yeah it seemed to pay off to be fair managed to come straight here and they've put me on the WRC team and yeah it's all going really well. And how many months have you been here? Uh, three months now. From what I've seen, there's quite a bit of banter that goes on between you guys. Uh, you know, you like to take the mickey out of each, each other, but it's all sort of, it's all done in sort of jest. No, we don't actually like each other. Nah, it's just to making jokes to, to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, I took a bit of a strange path. Um, I've always been into cars and most more. I've done a bit when I was younger doing it. Uh, I then went off and did a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, did that, got an internship for a P2 team. Did that for a season. Uh, ELMS and Le Mans went off and got a real job for a while and then this opportunity came back up I'd applied for it for pre-COVID and I kind of got in through the transmission side What's it like to work on the WRC cars obviously you guys are sort of renowned for being really quick at being able to change bits of pieces on the cars like what, what is it how tough is it how easy is it the way the cars are designed they're built to come in bits very quickly but obviously we don't have a large amount of time to take them in bits so you've got to concentrate and make sure everything you're doing is nice and efficient and clean and you're not having to go back and double check stuff so it's just doing it again and again and getting the process really find out and but the more times you do it it just it gets smoother every time basically so yeah you make it look very easy, but there's a lot of work that goes on. And like, if, if someone else from the outside came and watched you guys, they'd be sort of mesmerised at what you can do. It's we're never going at something for the first time, though. So it's um, it's all been quite practised, you know. Yeah, we, we've done it like God knows how many times at the workshop before, and where it's nice and you know methodical, and you do it nice and slowly and make sure it's all right. So then when you can come out here and do it really quickly, it looks quite impressive. So what is that? What is that camaraderie like? Because you know you're coming into a t- 
tight knit unit. You you know you're the journalist that writes the stories about uh, rally. Sometimes complimentary. Sometimes you've got to be critical where it's needed. Uh, so you were definitely the outsider. But they looked like they really kind of took you under their wing and gave you a hard time, which much like brothers and sisters that love each other, that is a, a way of showing love was to sort of pick on you a little bit. But it was all in good humour, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, I, I mean, obviously, I think they quite enjoyed having uh, a new person to, you know, perhaps pick on or uh, have, have, a, have a bit of a laugh with. But um, in all seriousness, they were really, really lovely people, to be honest with you. They had all the time they I could want really to talk to them. And, they, you know, if I could ask them a, a question, they'd happily show me how they did a job or explain to me how they work. And I think they really enjoyed having someone to share their story with because it's not a story that gets... Uh, a lot of airtime so um i think they were very keen to have me on board and certainly the camaraderie is, is excellent it's one of the perhaps one of the most uh uh enjoyable experiences i think i've had in my in my 15 year career doing most what journalism because you get to see a lot of different things but very rarely do you get to experience that sort of camaraderie and teamwork um ethic that goes on there's lots of jokes lots of banter uh it was just a very enjoyable experience very very fun and yeah yeah they threw a couple of things in my head while i was trying to piece of the camera but as you say it was just uh just a bit of uh, a bit of banter as they call it bit of or as they call it good crack that's that's their term they use but that's uh, a good crack um yeah so no honestly they're really great people i couldn't uh, couldn't have asked for better crew people to work with tomorrow they were they looked after me well taught me lots of things and i have to say i learned so much more about that side of the process uh and just how important it is because um yeah it's really quite quite staggering like what they go through and what has to be done to get these cars on the road and talk about staggering putting a car together that's been from the bottom of a lake you talk to senior technician gary barker he's been at m sport his entire career 22 years and he was in charge over the weekend let's have a listen to you talking to him now i did my work experience there basically because uh john Steele's wife worked at the school i went to and she basically said, oh, you know, you're obviously interested in cars, would you like to go here? Uh, and that's how my work experience came about. And then they were moving from Malcolm's house uh, to Dovenby. <clears throat> so they came back to me after I'd done my work experience and offered me the job, basically. It's obviously motorsport and same for us as journalists. It's always described as quite a glamorous role, but it's actually, it's, it's not always like that. It is quite hard work, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The, I mean, the likes of today, the sun shining and we're pretty much nearly finished, you know, it's, it's dinner time. So you do get easy days. It's not a job if you uh, want uh, to sleep, is it, really, basically? Uh, it's, uh, no. There are a lot of long days, early mornings, late nights. Yes, I mean, in Monte Carlo, uh, the first service on the Thursday or Friday, whenever it was, whichever the first day, uh, we obviously had a few issues, um, so there was a bit of to and fro and a bit of problem solving. But it basically meant that we delayed the start of the car's service for as long as we could before we had to have them checked in to, to park firmly. Um, but that meant that our time in bed was about an hour and a half that evening before back up and do another long day again. So, yeah, if, you know, that's just one example of how little time you can get in bed. But you do it because you love it, right? Uh, I, I still do love it, despite, despite some ups and downs but yeah obviously I haven't left and it uh, 
think I find it very hard to do something else. Yeah. You know, it's 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 been a part of my life for longer than I went to school. So yeah, I don't know any different. But it's it still excites me. How many years have you been at school? Uh, this year's 22. So a long time. Yeah. I guess had you had ambitions as a child to be a motorsport mechanic, um, or where did it come from? I didn't have ambitions as a child to be a motorsport mechanic. To be honest, I didn't know a lot about motorsport until I actually got into the job of a motorsport technician. Um, but I did have an interest in cars and motor vehicles and anything with engines and stuff like that. So I, the, the background to it was there, but it just got sort of pushed in the right direction. So. One of the sort of classic cases of you know seeing from the outside, everyone sees the rally mechanics as pretty superhuman, really, because you can change so many things so quickly. Yeah. Explain how that works. And I guess one of the best scenarios was Oitanek in, in 2015 in Mexico, where he's he's gone into a lake, which is probably the worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the car is is designed and built around being quick, and um, you can't always have the flexibility to change everything easily. But we do try and have a try and take into account a little bit that it, we are going to change gearbox, you are going to change front arms suspension components, blah 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 you know, so there is a little bit of emphasis on that when we design a car, especially from the mechanics that like point of view so, to try and make it effective in all areas because at the end of the day it's great being fast on the stages but if you lose some time in servicing, then you know, it can counteracts what you're trying to achieve um, but yeah, like everything's sort of made to be changeable, effectively. And talk us through that Tanex though, because I guess like as a, you were involved in that project, what uh, what's a recovery? Yeah, so obviously we stood on the first morning Friday, um, to spend a bit of time in the container, watching the stage times and stuff, and uh, basically it all went a bit quiet. Nobody seemed to know what had happened there was, we knew there'd been an accident but then when the next car got to the finish line was asked if they'd seen him they were like no no we've not seen him so, you know, it was, and it, you know the helicopter was out and they couldn't see it and then I think it was I mean it was probably a very short period of time but it felt like a lifetime before we actually knew oh, it's, the car's going late but they are actually they're both out of the car and okay <laughs> um, obviously we thought well you know that's it you know uh, it's never, we're never gonna. I mean, will we even see the car? Was the, again it was the first sort of thing, you know? Is it, how are we gonna get it back? Are we gonna see it? Well, uh, um, let alone did we ever think that we'd even attempt to try and super rally it? Um, but as the day went on, the rally obviously went on, and, and uh, they sent the divers in to get the car. And, um, Miguel and Matthew they went out. Uh, two of the mechanics they went out to um, retrieve the car with the divers so they were there <clears throat> and eventually after 8 or 10 hours it, it, it got recovered and uh, so it was obviously getting on the day I think it was quite late by the time the guy even made it back to the service but the, the boss basically said like yeah, we're going to have a go we're going to have a go at Super Island if everybody's up for it so that's what we did um, obviously when we when we got the car in the bay and got it on stands and stuff, and we set off, set off to work on it, we sort of had a bit of a, a, a bit of a base plan of, as to where we'd, what we'd need to do. Um, but that obviously changed as, as we went along because we found other problems. Like um, we took a, 
top plates off the fuel tank and the fuel tank was full of water so then we had to change the fuel tank so that wasn't really in the plan we thought that might happen but we weren't 100% sure so then it was like right fuel tank out okay you've got three hours but basically we had a, a, a semi-stripped car because there was no interior left in it uh, there was no cooling package on the front I it. we took all the charge system off the turbo it was basically uh, the remnants of what uh, of an engine left in the shell and that that was basically it so yeah it was um it was it was a fair a fair challenge um, that actually turned out pretty good is that the biggest thing you've ever had to deal with in terms of trying to repair um there's been some big repair jobs but to, to, to bring something back from 10 hours at the bottom of a lake is is, is definitely up there with, with an achievement so an amazing set of stories there from Gary Barker, senior technician at M Sport. That wraps up the interviews that you've uh, that you did well. You're away. Go check out the video. Go and read what Tom has written for online in the magazine as well. Uh, so you're just about recovered. They worked you hard, but it was an amazing experience. Would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was really good fun. And um, um, obviously, it was quite uh, you know trepidation. I've not really. I'm, I'm probably one of the least most least practical people you will come across. I'm pretty useless. When it comes to stuff like that, I'm much at home, much more at home typing or creating video or something like that. So, yeah, I'm not exactly the best candidate for that role. And they did tell me politely, yeah, stick to your day jobs. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I would definitely do it again. It was really, really good experience. And I think uh, I think you can learn a lot that can be applied to your own job in terms of the way they work as a team. Um, I took a lot away from that. Um and I think maybe we could apply it here, which is which is something which is something I wasn't expecting, to be honest. Well, that's some amazing interviews, Tom, that you've uh, you've done and brought us today on the podcast. Thank you very much once again. Check out Inside the World of a WRC Mechanic video online right now. Uh, check out uh, Tom's writing. And, of course, follow us this weekend for all of our Rally Croatia coverage. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And if this has whetted your appetite for some WRC action in the flesh, head over to motorsporttickets.com to check out their latest offers. Motorsport Tickets provides a range of experiences covering the diverse WRC calendar. You know, it's, if it's the ultra-fast tarmac of Croatia that you love, or the tough terrain of Sardinia, or the iconic jump-laden roads of Finland, or the, the next round after Croatia in Portugal on 22nd of May, whatever your flavour of rally is, or maybe it's a little bit of everything, you can get general admission tickets and even luxury VIP tailor-made experiences at Motorsport Tickets. They are your gateway to the WRC. VIP experiences delivered by the official WRC hospitality agency European Sport Communication includes service park access and the opportunity to go behind the scenes at the top WRC teams and much more. So if you've heard us talking about the service park on today's podcast and want to see with your own eyes what it's all about and life is about experiences right after the couple of years that we've all had to get back on the road and see and experience things and make sure you check out all the information and start your WRC journey at motorsporttickets.com we want to thank them for helping us make this podcast today thank you for listening and check out the podcast either monday night or tuesday morning uh, with tom's full review of rally croatia thanks for listening we'll see you soon 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, you can get boosted deposits by 57% up to $1,000 on the Gambit DC app and up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost at Gambit DC retail locations. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.